I know. <laughs> this is Alyssa, Jen's sister, and I'm taking over the intro this week. So on today's episode, Jen is sharing some moments from her surprise trip to Atlanta. She'll be diving into some resume and interview tips and sharing what she does when it's time to make a career move because, you know, we all need to make some changes. Anywho, she's looking forward to catching up. So let's start the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Jennifer Nicole, and I am super happy to be here with you on this fine Monday. Shout out to my sister, Alyssa, for recording that intro for me. (laughs) She did not want to do it. I literally had to force her. And then she picked up this microphone and killed it. So I am so excited that she was able to leave her mark on this episode. Uh, So thank you so much, Alyssa. Now, I need to be completely transparent with you. I am currently recording this podcast It is one o'clock in the morning because I totally procrastinated all week. Yes, I procrastinated. I knew I could have recorded this last week and just kept putting it off. And then I said, well, you know what? I'll do it when I get to Atlanta. I'll be comfortable. I'll be in a new environment. And I've just been hanging out and talking to my family. And then I looked up and it was like, 11 p.m. and I needed to get recording so here we are but I am (laughs) super excited to share this topic with you it was so important for me to get this recorded and out it is near and dear to me and so totally wanted to make sure it got done but wanted to just let you know that because I um I don't think I'll stumble through this but you know how we roll on this show if I stutter I stutter (laughs) but I hope you all are staying safe out here with this corona you know whether you're taking it seriously or not I think it is super important at this time to realize that you know some changes are being made and a lot of people are being affected you know with businesses closing down and grocery stores running out of products and food you know there are a lot of people who are stuck and so I just encourage us all to be sympathetic and compassionate towards one another if you aren't feeling well stay home if you can and if you can't I think this is the perfect time for us to lean in with one another and try to help each other out so that we can get through this oh my gosh and for those of you working remote kids are out of school I just you know really encourage you to take some time to yourself as best as you can especially if you've been you know instructed to work remote your kids are home your significant others in the home now there are a lot of changes that people are going through so just take some time for yourself mentally emotionally we will get through this guys I promise you (laughs) but if you got a little extra change that you could spare I suggest you grab one of these cheap flights because they're out there and nobody's flying so, you know, just explore a little bit. Now could be a really good time for a little uh, mini vacay. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. But um, be sure to stock up on food as well. I went to a couple of grocery stores out here in Atlanta and they're pretty bare. And as you can see, I'm sure we've all seen it on the news. There's like hardly any food. So any chance that you get to pick up something, I suggest you do so. Just don't be like me and eat all of the quarantine snacks. 
I saw that meme on Instagram and immediately felt like someone had been spying on me. So <laughs> don't eat all the snacks. So as Alyssa and I have shared, I am actually recording this episode in Atlanta this week. Uh, my aunt turned 80 back on March 6th. So my parents flew in from New Jersey to celebrate with her. And I thought it would be a really good time to slip in for a surprise visit. So it had been over two years since I had seen my father and my aunt and right under a year that I had seen my mom and my sister. So this was long overdue. And what's really crazy is being here has helped me realize how much I've missed being close to family and my friends and surprisingly Atlanta. Like y'all, I was crying watching my family interact and just seeing them like talking and laughing and being a part of these moments that I know will be memories for me. And I just couldn't get enough. You know, I lived in Atlanta for five years and I just don't think I appreciated it when I was here. The culture, the food, the energy and being around a really strong support system. I thought I'd be okay, but I really had some moments here, you know, where I just literally could feel like I had never left, that I was right back at home. I could feel and visualize my life here again. Um, so I don't know what this means. I really don't know what this means. I'm going to journal and I'm really going to, you know, take a moment to to really think about what I've been feeling this weekend. I mean, I've only been here two days and it's been a very, very prominent feel. So we'll see. I'll be sure to keep you posted. And, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to a move. So help me put out positive vibes and good energies. I appreciate it, sis. <laughs> All right. So quick disclaimer before we jump into today's episode. This may be a little longer than normal, but we do have a lot to cover. So you grab a pen and paper and we're going to dive right in. I decided to do this episode because I am always getting questions from people and candidates asking for tips to help their resume stand out a little more or what things to add to it, how to zhuzh up their LinkedIn profile. And I just thought this would be a really perfect time for me to talk about what has helped me throughout my career. Now, of course, everything that I'll be sharing on this episode are my thoughts and my opinions alone and do not reflect my employer. And these are also not concrete. Like what works for me may not work for you, but I'm hoping that something I share with you today will assist you or, or someone you know. So for those of you that do not know, I am a recruiter and I have been in the corporate recruiting space for the past seven years. I've had the pleasure of working with companies like Google, Amazon, Cirque du Soleil, Uber, and tons of local businesses as well. Prior to that, I worked in retail as an assistant manager at a lot of your favorite stores when the mall was the popular place to be, where I was responsible for interviewing and staffing teams with amazing associates. I did go to college, but I do not have a degree and so it's not something that I'll be pursuing at this time. I feel like I've been doing pretty good without it. And I really have a hard time concentrating. 
Um, and that was one thing that kind of kept me out of school. It was like I just could not focus. I was just thinking about so many different things. And so uh, at this time, it's not something that I am interested in completing. But I share that with you because one, I need you to know that uh, I'm super confident and comfortable chatting with you about resume and interview tips. But I also need you to know that a lot of times what you think you have or don't have will not keep you from what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be. I believe everything happens for a reason and in the right season. And that is crucial to remember when you're considering revamping your resume or your LinkedIn page. Hard work, consistency, and timing are the key to success. For today's episode, I want to share five key things you want to make sure you're doing to be prepared and ready for your next opportunity. Y'all set? Good. (laughs) So my first tip is relating to uh, a phrase. It's actually something that one of my really good friends said to me. And she said, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that is the mentality you have to always have if you are actively on the market or open to being approached by recruiters. So Jennifer, what do you mean by actively on the market? If you are actively on the market, you are looking for jobs, you're applying to jobs, and if a recruiter approaches you about an opportunity, you're entertaining it. You're active. You are not just sitting and waiting for an opportunity. You are actively seeking opportunities and making yourself available. Now, if you're comfortable at your job, that's great. You don't have to leave. But these tips are if you are open and willing to explore other opportunities, you have to stay ready. You have to. And so what does that mean? It means keeping your resume updated and your LinkedIn page up to date. Many recruiters these days are checking out your LinkedIn profile and experience before they even look at your resume. (laughs) It's the truth. And so you want to take time to make sure that's updated. I think having a profile picture is awesome. It's totally optional, of course. It's just a suggestion. And I mean a nice one, not like you in the bathroom holding the phone up. I mean, have somebody take a nice picture of you (laughs) with your phone, your fancy phones. Um, If you decide to add a profile picture or do something fun, you know, a lot of times now cartoon like images are in, but a fun one, you know, I, I, I think LinkedIn is a great opportunity for you to show personality and have a little fun. So it doesn't have to be a stuffy picture. Okay. You also want to add an introduction in the about section on the LinkedIn page. Really describe who you are, not what you do. I find a lot of people make this mistake when they're asked the question, so who are you? Tell me about yourself. They immediately go into what they do great at their job. I've never been late. I'm always on time. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's difficult for me to delegate. That's not the question. This is the perfect opportunity for you to make sure that you are sharing the things that you're passionate about. You are more than your job 
and your employer wants to get to know you. They want to know what drives you. They want to know what you're passionate about and even share a fun fact or two. This will really allow companies to get a small glimpse into your motivations and connect with you on a more human level. Now, this is not the time <laughs> to share how many mimosas you get through during Sunday fun day with your girls. But this is a great time to share your love of travel. If you're a dog or cat lover, volunteer opportunities that you're a part of, what schools you went to, shouting out any sororities or groups or networks that you're a part of, still super professional, but fun. I would also include in this section exactly what you're looking for. What kind of messages from recruiters would you be interested in? For instance, if you're open to moving, if you want to stay where you're currently living, if you only want contract opportunities or part-time or full-time opportunities, or if you're completely open. The point is to align you with the right company, the right opportunity, and to save your time in the long run. Tip number two. So now your profile is looking great. You got a cute picture up there. You got your about section all filled out. Let's talk about the meat of your LinkedIn page and your resume. And I know you've heard me mention LinkedIn quite a few times. LinkedIn is vital for you if you're looking for opportunities, vital. My last three jobs came from LinkedIn without me applying to anything. So keep that in mind. You wanna make sure it's the best version of you. So you're gonna hear LinkedIn a few times. I wanted to throw that in there, but it's such an underutilized tool for job seekers. So now for the meat of your resume and your LinkedIn page, take the time to share your work history on LinkedIn. And when it's done correctly, it could take a good minute. One of the mistakes I see often is a lot of candidates are very generic, both on their resume and on their LinkedIn page. They assume that because of the title that they have, that the recruiter or the company will automatically understand what they do. So for instance, if you're a customer service representative, the assumption is we'll know that you're working with customers and you know, the basics. But that's not necessarily what you do. There are so many things that you do day to day that are probably way outside of the job description. We need to see that. They want to see it. Don't be generic. And trust me, I get it. Taking all of your experience and being detailed can be a lot of work. But if you do it once, you'll always have a foundation to work with. You'll just have to add any new promotions or new duties or employers as time goes along. Let me give you an example. So I used to be an assistant retail manager for Lucky Brand Jeans. So I want you to pretend you're a recruiter and you've just come across my resume. Example number one, create schedules and ensure store hits daily goals. Or example number two, Create weekly schedules for staff of 50 part-time associates and four full-time associates. Generated annual sales revenue of $2.5 million, qualifying the store for renovation. Now, 
That has to be a difference there. Clearly, number two is much better. You start to get an idea that I'm staffing a store with 54 associates, 50 who are part-time, and four who are full. So I have to have amazing scheduling skills, knowing where to put my best players in order for me to be able to achieve the annual sales revenue that we did that qualified us for the store renovation. Your resume should tell a story. Be very clear and concise. Recruiters and employers love data. We love numbers and it doesn't matter what you do. There's data in everything that you do every day. Give them a clear idea of your achievements. Did you hit your quota? How many times? By what percentage? If you work in a call center, how many calls do you take per hour? If you manage a team, share the size of the team at its largest. Do you conduct weekly one-on-ones with that team? If you're in engineering, share the scope of your non-confidential projects. Do you conduct meetings? Do you attend meetings? Really help us understand your role outside of the job description. Really break down what you're responsible for. Use that data to paint a clear picture. This data should also be bulleted on your resume. Now, I am not willing to debate with anyone about this, but you need to get rid of the paragraphs. Bulleted points on your resume are the way to go. Imagine if you were a recruiter and you're looking at hundreds of resumes a day. They all start to look the same after a while. So you wanna make sure that whoever's looking at your resume can quickly point out your skills and can quickly formulate a story so that they can tell if you're qualified for the role or not. Make it easy. Tip number three, if you have a degree, certifications, courses that you've taken, put them on your resume. This is not the time to be shy. That's the third time I've said this now. Even though I didn't finish school, I still list the university that I attended because, listen, I got in and I stayed for a little while. (laughs) And in my book, that counts for something. And it's still an accomplishment. Many companies nowadays aren't requiring a degree, so it's totally okay. Having this information on LinkedIn also helps you build your network, connect with others, and connect with their network. Because... The fact of the matter is, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And LinkedIn allows you to be one person away from your next job. So get out and network. Connect. Number four. So now you've landed the attention of a recruiter or a hiring manager. And usually a first call is scheduled. If you have one. And typically during that call, they're covering the basics of the position. So checking to see if you're fit for the role, getting a high level overview of whether or not you would qualify for the position. And this is also a great time for you in turn to ask high level questions as well to gauge whether or not you are interested. So by high level, I mean, you can ask about their interview process, typically how long it lasts, where this particular role is located, why the position is open, what they, the recruiter, love about the particular team that they're recruiting for, 
what they love about the hiring manager that you could potentially be reporting into, or even the company. And once you hang up, now you use this time to research. You read reviews, but don't believe everything you read. Okay? (laughs) You read them, and you take garbage in, garbage out. Because everyone's not going to have an amazing experience at companies, right? Like, again, these companies are not one size fits all. So you still want to get a high level overview of how people feel at the particular company that they're working for and take note, write this stuff down. You want to begin to connect with people on LinkedIn that work at that company. You want to search for people on LinkedIn in the role that you're potentially interviewing for. Get an idea of their work history and an idea of what they're doing in the role that you're potentially interviewing for. Really dive deep into the company history. Do you support what they stand for? Doing this research will better prepare you to ask questions during your interview. It's always that one part where at the end, do you have any questions for me? And a lot of people can never think of anything (laughs) to ask. But if you begin your homework early and start to write things down, you'll come up with some questions. So tell me, how do you like working here? You know, why did you accept this role? What was it about the process or the company that was the turning point for you? Those are the kinds of questions you want to ask because they're going to give you insight into the company and into the role. Okay, and I have to say it again, every company is not perfect. I don't care where you are. And every position isn't one size fits all. You have to determine what's important to you and what your non-negotiables are. This will help you make a clear decision on what is best for you and your family if you have one. And for instance, if a base salary is $10,000 less than what you originally wanted, but you have unlimited PTO, this might be appealing to you if you love to travel. And don't be afraid to share those non-negotiables with recruiters. It's important for them to know, and it shows that you have a clear plan for your career and what matters to you. It also allows you not to entertain opportunities that go outside of your non-negotiables, which in turn makes the decision process a whole lot easier. Tip number five, it is officially interview day. And usually on interview days, I limit my phone conversations and social media and I get into a meditative state. I block out any and everything that brings me any kind of negative energy. And so I encourage you to do the same. You don't want anything that will distract you from being your whole self that day. So it's probably not the best time to get on the phone with your friend that is like anxious Amy. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I hope you don't mess up. I hope you don't trip going up the stairs. Like you don't want those kinds of conversations. But get on the phone with Positive Patty. You are gonna kill it today. You're amazing. No matter what, which way this goes, you know, If it's yours, it's meant to be. You want someone that pours into you if you decide to get on the phone. But one of the biggest things that I see candidates do is they put so much weight on this one day. The nerves take over 
and they tend to forget that they're amazing. Now I get it. Interviews are intimidating. You don't want to mess up. You want to nail every question. And if you aren't working, a successful interview can mean the difference between paying bills and not paying them. And trust me, I've been there. I was laid off before a week before Christmas on one job. I was laid off uh, twice actually in my time. I've been fired. I've walked out of jobs. I've done it all. And I get it. I really do. Those jitters still come before an interview. However, being confident in your goals, your skills, abilities, strengths, and opportunities for growth are what is appealing to companies. During one of my interviews, at one point I was asked to show a Boolean string. And for those of you who don't know, Boolean strings are a resource and a tool that many recruiters use to identify candidates on uh, various sites like LinkedIn. And you have some really sharp shooters out there who are like fantastic people when it comes to a Boolean search. I am not one of them. <laughs> I was nowhere near prepared to do this during this interview. It actually came out of nowhere. Um, I was just shocked, honestly. I'm surprised. It, I'm pretty sure it showed on my face, actually. But uh, so I got up, I put my Boolean string on the whiteboard, and then I said to my interviewer, was very transparent, that I am not a fancy Boolean string recruiter, but I know the basics and I know enough to be dangerous. And it was the truth. Have personality. Showing your willingness to learn while leveraging your strengths are what's important. Not being perfect. And think about it. Would you really want to work somewhere where you have to be perfect every single day with no room for mistakes? Learn to mirror your interviewer. This is another tip. If your interviewer is stern and straight to the point, do not get rattled. Just don't tell any bad dad jokes. Answer their questions confidently, concisely, and with data. Data. You can't argue data. If your interviewer is laughing and cracking jokes, it's okay to laugh. And share your love for tacos if it happens to come up. <laughs> but always, always, always be yourself. I also walk into every interview with the mentality that the job is already mine. I'm just there to let them know that this job is mine. Now, <laughs> it doesn't always work out. The first time I interviewed with Google, I walked out of there and I just knew I had nailed that job. And I didn't. And that's okay. When you interview, you keep your interviewing skills warm and you can walk away knowing that that opportunity may not have been for you at this time. It could even come down to an internal employee stepping in and taking the role. It could be anything. But I need you to know that sometimes a company's decision to go a different direction is not always about you. Sometimes it's headcount. Sometimes they just close the role. So don't internalize it or allow it to discourage you. Now we're human. So have your moment. You can sulk for like a minute. Set your timer for 60 seconds and then move on. It's not always you. And sometimes, you know what? You get here on these interviews and you determine it's not a fit for you. And that's okay. Totally fine. 
okay? So I know that was a ton of information. <laughs> and I really, really hope that something helped you today. I'm always here and I'm happy to help. You know, I could talk about this every day. Um, but if you have any further questions, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is actually listed as Jennifer Jones, uh, which I know is kind of cuckoo, but if you look up Jennifer Jones in Seattle, um, you'll find me for sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn and we can connect and stay connected. Uh, you can also always follow me on Instagram as well at, at Genuine Life. And I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and just know that you are fantastic. You're smart. You're driven. You're amazing. And wherever you are working right now, they are super, super lucky to have you. And sis, don't let them forget it. I'll see you next week. Woo! Thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure you're following Jen on Instagram at Genuine Life. And that's J-E-N-N-U-I-N-E Life to stay connected throughout the week. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe for more Genuine Life podcast episodes. Until then, join us back here on Monday for a new episode. As always, beauties, remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be genuine.